Hello and welcome to the Meaningfuls podcast. This is a show where we take a closer look at our lives and analyze how we communicate with the people around us. My name's Kahe. And I'm Peter Cornelius Ford. And we are both musicians who are fascinated by how our lives and interpersonal connections influence the music and art that we create. So settle in with a nice cup of coffee. Or a nice cup of tea. And enjoy the episode. Welcome back, everyone, to the Meaningfuls podcast. I'm Kahe, and this is Peter. Hello. And we have Lennox in the background, don't we? We do. There's a young chap in the room. He's three years old, and he thinks he's a Ghostbuster, so you might hear some talk of that in the background. (laughs) (laughs) That is just fine. Um, So what are we talking about today, Peter? Today we're going to talk about, um, I believe it's disappointed hopes or, you know, um, having, yeah. I think you put it more succinctly, um, but that's the general idea is having a hope and then being disappointed that it's not realized. Is that the general idea? Yeah, I mean, I think so. <laughs> I love his little noises in the background. Um, yeah, disappointed hopes. I mean, w- before we were rolling, we kind of were chatting about just how, I mean, tough this year has been I I I know like everyone is chatting about it but I don't know I, I definitely feel very much in that space of just talking about how we deal with that and how to acknowledge the grief that you can feel over it but then also how do you take that in and move forward as well so um i mean initially the idea the first thing that's coming up is really a a, a matter of simple respect which is do i have the title of uh what we're addressing here correct is it disappointed hopes it is that the way you describe it okay Uh um the other thing that's coming up immediately is um uh, john lennon's little saying he said that um, life is what happens when you're making other plans um Mm -hmm. and i think there's something to that because the world isn't going to happen on our terms. And of course, like mm-hmm. 2020 has proved that to everybody um, several times over. Um, you mm-hmm. know, and hopefully 2021 can kind of play along a little more. But I think that's the I think that's the rub, right, is that yeah. you can always have something that you want. Um, but in a manner, having faith and I don't mean this in religious uh, in a religious mm-hmm. sense, but having faith um, is very much about kind of um, showing up for what does show up as opposed to what you expect from the world mm-hmm. um, so that's uh, that's initially what's coming to me what, what about yourself what's your what's your first thoughts on the subject i don't know i i think i've been i've been thinking about it a lot lately it's been kind of ruminating in my mind just because um i feel like i'm a person that when things don't go the way that i plan I take that as like a sign from the universe that, oh, I'm not supposed to do that or, or things like that. Or um, just that oh, I'm not talented enough to make that happen or I didn't work hard enough. And maybe that's a very American mentality <laughs> that, oh, I didn't work hard enough. Um, but I think I, I can easily succumb to those thoughts and those feelings. Um, it's very easy to let what uh, to be very self-centered in that regard 
and just think that everything's a result of me not working hard enough. Mm. And that's something that I, I really personally struggle with. So, like, I can't, I, I can't talk for you or America, mm. um, <laughs> obviously. Um, but I guess the two things that are popping up in front of me here are, like, the idea of manifest destiny, right? Because mm. it very much mm -hmm. is just like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna envision the thing that um, I think you know should be, and I'm gonna I'm gonna see to it that it happens so that I can, right? And and then the other thing is that seems to be tied up into this um, Protestant work ethic um, thing, mm -hmm. uh, which would say um, that I, I guess the way I'm hearing you say it is that if things haven't gone the way that I imagine they should, um, then it must by uh, be by a product of my kind of um, my de my inability no, i'm not even hearing it being about well maybe i am it, yeah about my deficiency like somebody else would have been able to make this thing come into be and mm. uh, i haven't so that is my deficit which is i think exactly one of the thinking traps that we get into um mm. when we imagine that um the products of our life are to do with our being um mm -hmm. and that our being stops at this um like cellular wall of our skin and that actually yeah. It, you know, it's like everything uh, permeates in and out of our being and informs mm -hmm. who we are and informs our constraints and our possibilities. Um, and so mm -hmm. it's very much like you're saying that you're wrapped up in a story when you have um, a disappointed hope, um, mm. I believe. Um, but how, so, so yeah. I guess the thing, having a hope and um, being disappointed are kind of synonymous, like, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. nothing's ever going to work out exactly as we envision right and we always have to roll with it so coping with being disappointed when we have a hope is uh, i suppose a life skill um how have you yeah. come to terms with uh, that disappointment before that's a really good point of I, I just like what you said there that coping with disappointment is a life skill because i don't know if we get fed that very often in our media or in just from other people like I, I feel like there is this very much cultural mentality to perform mm. and to you li I like what you said about manifesting our goals and it it can almost feel kind of defeatist to say like oh well situations are aren't working out for me and that's fine like I can't manifest this right now mm -hmm. it's 2021 now but we've just gone through 2020 and I can't manifest these goals um and I I think that that is really important because it takes a lot of the pressure off of ourselves I find that the times that I I find it hardest to get out of that mental headspace is when I'm focusing on my deficiencies. And instead of saying like, instead of it being a non-emotional thing and being like, oh, these are the things that I need to change and I, I want to do to maybe help make this a reality, I, I kind of focus it back on, I haven't made this happen. I'm so terrible. Like, all this negative energy towards myself that you just can't you can't grow from that like you can't grow from a place of negativity like it, it just doesn't 
work. It's not helpful. You don't end up having the motivation because your identity is so intrinsically tied to what you can produce. And I think that that's a flaw that a flawed thinking cycle that happens a lot because we see so many stories of people just being inspirational and manifesting their goals and they just Mm -hmm. did these five steps and now they're like living the life of their dreams and have all the money in the world and doing their career Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah okay this is awesome all right so um we have different lanes opening up in front of us um um, one of them is um, like the notion is the technical notion of bullshit uh, because <laughs> I, actually there's like a seminal paper written on the topic which um, um, kind of dissects its relation to rhetoric and you know the, the the argument is that we have a culture that's immersed in bullshit right so it's and it, it happens on a technical level because um, let's say that you want to make a scientific hypothesis and you want to prove it. Um, I, I'm not describing the uh, the paper here. I'm just kind of describing a general mm-hmm. understanding of the of the idea. Um, well, you can kind of um, gather support for your argument, right? And you can strengthen it. But we talk in absolute truths, um, and so we build these narratives. Um, and you know, a scientist is really careful when they're going to um, talk about their findings to say that this supports an idea, whereas when it's um, talked about in the media that you just have a, a clickbait headline, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so there's kind of like, okay, I, I need to make this clearer. There's like th- the method of science um, meeting, uh, reaching for truth, which is fair, but the way that we interpret and understand it through our media is through this level of bullshit, which is just making headlines which are interesting. Um, similarly, mm-hmm. of course, we know that advertisement is bullshit. It's like, buy this thing, you will be this cool. By this thing, your house yeah. will be this clean. People will love you this much. And then politics as well pretends um, that it can deliver if we vote for the people that we want to. The the world, uh, all they can really deliver is um, disappointed hopes. Uh, we know that because we've <laughs> experienced it several elec- election cycles. It doesn't matter who you vote in. You're not going to... The world might steadily be improving in some regards, um, mm-hmm. but it's not like politicians are getting us there as far as I can tell. <laughs> um and so we're, we're immersed in, I'd say, bullshit. But the um, the two things that were opening up to me that looked really, really cool was mm-hmm. what does a hope do for you, right? If you, mm. if you realize your hope, then you don't have, uh, let's call it a name, you don't have a name anymore, right? So you've just... Um, You've just lost your way in a in a manner. You've lost your purpose, right? So it's just not it's just not as satisfactory to have uh, an achieved goal as it is to have a goal that you're working on. I, it doesn't get you up in the morning, mm. right? Winning the lottery, right? You might have the aim of having lots and lots of money and never having to work again. You're going to probably have a more engaging life trying to work for that money. Um, mm-hmm. And and then the other thing is okay. So but if you um, if you hold a hope up or a goal up and you judge yourself harshly because you haven't achieved it yet or you had a deadline or something like that, then again, you're going to have a dissatisfactory experience. So in a way, the idea of achieving your goal or falling short of it, both fall foul of what you really want to do, which is have a hope at all. Mm. And uh, and the idea is that you're always... So I think of a hope more as like a, um orientating function. Mm. sorry that was uh, yeah. like eight different things to say no that was I, I I need to like take a second and digest that a bit more um 
I think something I, I got while you were talking about that, um, and I think it's specifically because you use the analogy of like winning the lottery or, or making money and things like that. Um, do we do we differentiate between a hope and survival? Because I think as well, like a lot of us are work, a lot of us in life aren't working towards. I want to make lots and lots of money as like mm-hmm. a hope, like more than I absolutely need or more than like the average person needs to survive and, and like live in just the modern world. Um, mo- I think a lot of people don't necessarily have the goal of like, I want to make millions and millions of dollars, mm-hmm. but um, everyone has that survival instinct of, I want to make enough money so I can survive comfortably. Um, and where do we, like, do we separate from survival and a hope? I don't know. Yeah, no, that's good. It's good because it goes into um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And so, mm, right, mm-hmm. um, yeah. if I achieve having enough money to survive and live and to feed my family, then I can orientate myself towards higher goals, um, you know, maybe considering philosophy or, mm-hmm. um, you know, doing charity work for people or something. Right. Can you um, can you quickly for like listeners who don't know what that is go through the hierarchy of goals? No, I can, but I'm <laughs> going to do a, a really means. bad. Sorry. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to do a really bad. I mean, I just explained it about as well as I could. Uh, I'm I, what I'm doing is pointing towards something that I hope people know, but I can I can try and give a bad um, uh, explanation of it. That's all I have to offer. Really, uh, it's called meaningfuls, not meaning correct <laughs> all the time. <laughs> um, so, but I mean, my understanding of it is that to kind of um, lead a life that's um, that works, let's say, um, you have basic needs, which would be things like food and shelter. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have, you know, in, in a pyramid structure, I mean, there's a hierarchy, as the name implies, of needs. Um, mm-hmm. Other things would be like connection to other people. Um, and essentially, the idea is that the, the higher you go up in this pyramid of needs, uh, as the base ones are fulfilled, you know, you don't have to worry about where you're going to sleep or if you have food. The higher you go up in that um, pyramid of needs, um, the loftier they can become. And so mm-hmm. you can start mm-hmm. to, you know, you can go from being a caveman, let's say, who's just trying to survive to being Aristotle, right? And you can consider the world. Or you can have like a, a, a really silly podcast where who knows what you're talking <laughs> about. You can be lofty. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's, again, there are people who have explained it for the love of God, people, go and Google it. Don't uh, don't <laughs> think you, you know it because you heard it from me. But it's something think, like that. I think that was a good understanding, like a base level understanding of what it is. Um, yeah, we neither of us are d- d- trained psychologists. I mean, Peter is much more of an, uh, an amateur psychologist than I am. He reads a lot and knows more theories than I do. Um, be prepared but. to get lots of letters about how bad I'm doing today. <laughs> Sounds good. Please write in letters. Please, please <laughs> tell us all the things that we do not know. Because there are a lot. There's a lot of things we don't know. And hey, that's why we're human. But I have to look at this, right? Because um, provided we've got our understanding of that uh, correct. Actually, the, the higher up you go on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the, mm-hmm. uh, the less your disappointed hopes kind of matter. I suppose, right? Mm. And the lower down you go, so the more desperate your situation is. I mean, if you're just hoping to get some food today and you don't, or the next day, I mean, that can, that's a famine. That's a really serious problem. Whereas, right, hoping to um, 
understand a painting, it's okay if you don't, <laughs> right? If you don't yeah, get it. It's a very different thing. Um, and I, I think I think it's really good to kind of analyze where does my hope fall within my needs. Mm. Um, just from a, a standpoint of gratefulness, if you can kind of almost look at that chart and see, okay, my uh, the fact that I haven't gotten to, like for me, one of the big ones right now is that 2020 I was gearing up to play live shows and I was really excited because this is what I moved to London for and then obviously that just didn't happen and it made I, I definitely let that and that disappointment hope like tank my creativity a bit mm. and like for me personally like putting that on the list of like not that it wasn't important to me or didn't affect me because all all like disappointed hopes will affect you mm. but like to kind of go down the list and say like, okay, this was a goal, but it's something that did not affect my stability as a person and didn't affect like the idea of food and shelter and everything. And so mm -hmm. I can kind of start analyzing it and not to dismiss the like the sense of like excitement and, and sadness that things didn't happen. But I can kind of analyze and be like, I can become grateful for the things that I do have when I recognize where where it's at on my list of needs. It's good. It's true. Um, but there's something that um, that that's correct. But there, there might be something that we still need to honor, which is mm. um, that people need need. Right. Mm. And so. Like, it's really easy to say, well, what's my problem? I, I've got my, you know, my, I've got my bed, I've got my food, I've got, um, mm -hmm. those are kind of it, right? <laughs> like, yeah. the, the base, base thing to survive is uh, the, the house is heated. That's like absolutely magic, right? Mm -hmm. But the need for need, I mean, when people talk about first world problems, I mean, it's absolutely true that um, like everyone around you uh, having disease and, and not having shelter and, uh, and famine, those are worst problems but you know uh, by mm -hmm. an order of magnitude but yeah people um higher up in the pyramid of needs if you like um you know commit suicide and that happens mm -hmm. you know uh, people need um some form of meaning and some uh, goal mm -hmm. and so there's an there's we do this thing where it's all like uh, a really jaded response to would be like, oh, you poor you didn't get to do the shows that yeah. were the real problems. And that's not that's not right, because like you are orientating yourself in the world and you're in you're making something of yourself and of possibility. And like, you know, when that gets scarpered, like that is. Um, that isn't good news mm -hmm. at all. Like that's fair, you know, um, you can downplay these things and it's it's difficult to know how to how to weigh it. I guess that's what we're centering mm -hmm. on. It's like, how do you weigh that? Because it isn't nothing at all, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that is really interesting because I, I think the struggle does become like, how much do I allow myself to feel this disappointment? And how much is good as, as like processing those feelings? And how much is me just wallowing? Because I don't know about you, but I love to wallow. Like, I enjoy a good wallow. Anytime someone's really sad and was like, please come to me and we will wallow together for a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. that's just kind of something that I definitely do quite often. 
Um, and then I kind of have to evaluate myself and be like, how much of this is that like me feeling my feelings? Because I think it, it, you're right. It's so important because those disappointments aren't nothing. They obviously matter to you. So by pushing down any disappointment and ignoring it, sometimes feelings will layer upon each other and then come out when you're not expecting them to. Um, yeah. But then also, like, what's the point that you need to acknowledge that y- you need to move forward and yeah, how do well, we find the energy to move forward? Moving forward is a really good uh analogy for it right because it is like we talk about life is a journey like we absolutely do mm-hmm. right and is life you know, a highway uh w- if you like man i mean look we can pull out the cheesy ones if you like we could sing journey let's not do that <laughs> um <laughs> uh so but like um i think the wallowing thing is like well what else are you going to be doing okay because uh, like mm-hmm. if you look at it for a second it's not just that you don't um that you don't know what to do now like you um but you also don't know who you are because like mm. you're like we do this where you say like oh who are you in the community i'm the baker i'm the doctor right mm. i'm the musician and like if you aren't doing live shows well you certainly aren't the live musician right now right and so you lose um your uh, some function and you lose who you are you don't know how to think about yourself anymore mm. and you won't be able to restructure and rebuild yourself until um yeah, so there's like a, a, a miniature mourning or something like that. that mm. You've got to mourn the person that you were being and then you have to reconstruct your identity. Like, it's not a small thing. Um, but yes, I I, yeah. um, I like to wallow. Haven't been, haven't had enough time to do it recently, but <laughs> it's a skill and a habit to get into. You can, you know, you definitely can do that. Um, but I, I like the, um, I like the idea of thinking of it as having a place to go um mm. you know ha- and having a journey in front of you like I, I always feel that that's exactly the way to um it's one of the reasons i okay so listeners I, i'm kind of insane on this one it's one of the reasons that i um when lockdown came and i decided to quit sitting <laughs> this is so stupid uh, no. I, I actually get a kick out of saying it but I, I decided to quit sitting in chairs right like we're all in a house it's ridiculous but like we're all in a house we sit down on the sofa uh we sit down at the desk and like you before you know it you're not going anywhere in life right Whereas mm-hmm. I I try at least in the daytime and like until essentially until I lie down at night to just stay on my feet. Like I have a standing desk. I can go to this part of my house to get the food. I can go and look after my daughter in the next one. And, but I feel like I'm going forward in life um, mm-hmm. because I'm doing that with my body. And, you know, I think that that's one way when you're moving, when you stay kinetic, it's like you're orientating yourself towards hope at every moment. Um, and mm. so there's a fluidity in that. I think that it's not, um, I think somehow being able to get um uh, over a disappointed hope is about staying kinetic mm-hmm. you know as, as opposed to wallow like wallow is well, you you definitely sit to wallow yeah oh yeah you 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 lie down on the floor and <laughs> or like i get this image of like you know when like the disney princesses would like fling themselves on the nearest object and like put their face down and sob that's that's what i always think of with wallowing um, I'm mm. curious if there's like a moment in your life that you'd be willing to share that kind of is your disappointed hope and how that changed your identity. 
Yeah, is yeah, I can do that. Well, I can, and the thing is, is that I don't know what um, level to pick in terms of like, you know, privacy and all of this stuff. But like, there there is one that's like definitely shareable and like, um, like at the fore of my mind because it was it was a ridiculous one. But it, it, there it was. Um, I must have been like around 17 or so. And like, I just wasn't being like, I'd left school and like I had my friends at college, but I just hadn't been very social that year. I hadn't been out and all of the jazz. Like I was focusing on music and I was becoming hermity, mm -hmm. right? And um, I guess it was like the World Cup or something. And and um, like, I, I, it was kind of dawning on me that I hadn't got much going on. I was being a bit of a waste mm -hmm. man, you know, th for let's say six months in, in any event. Um, I guess the World Cup was on and Wayne Rooney was like a new footballer and he scored a goal for England. I, I don't football, <laughs> follow football. I don't care. And he was 18 years old or something. Or maybe he was a year younger than me. Something ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And they go, oh, this young man's just scored. For and the whole country was cheering. The whole country, Kahey, was cheering for him. <laughs> and I was in my room. I didn't have nowhere to go. Like, I didn't have um, a, a job. I didn't have a prospect. I, I just, and it was like, I didn't even realize that I was disappointed in myself mm. until like this, it was so salient, this um, this highly successful, very young man who is maybe mm. slightly younger than me was being cheered on by the uh, entire country while I was in my room somewhere in North London and no one even seemed to know that I existed. That was a, that was mm. a, a deep cut. Like I remember it well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, how did you move forward past that to kind of because comparison is well there's a verse in the bible that says like comparison is the thief of joy which mm -hmm. i really i really like that line but um dealing with that like comparison and that realization of like oh i haven't done anything in my life this is great <laughs> love that this person that's younger than me is amazing and has their life figured out what mm -hmm. am I doing? Mm -hmm. Like kind of because you, you seem now in your life to have a really strong purpose. Like I know you like obviously you have an amazing family. You are studying to become a music therapist and like that's a big passion of yours. So like how did you like kind of bridge that gap between feeling like this disappointment in yourself to m moving forward in where you wanted to be yeah it's a good question um well the first thing is like i'm not wayne rooney uh, i i mean i'd like to tell you that the way that i addressed it was that i you know i decided to take up football and i actually got pretty good <laughs> and i joined the local team and then pretty soon i was picked up by the nationals and uh, actually my real name is but you know that's not uh, as you know that's not what happened um mm -hmm. i suppose the way that as as if I've got to any station in life that's to be regarded, I suppose, or if at least I've, I'm leading, let's say, I haven't, let's say that I'm leading a satisfying life. I, I, I can say mm -hmm. that, right? And that I'm on a path, like I, I know that as well. Um, that was very much achieved by not looking at something to, so detached to myself. Like I'm, I'm not a footballer, I'm not Wayne Rooney. I don't care for that world. I've not been involved in it. It's fine. Other people love it and I hope that they enjoy it very much. Um, but it, began by looking at um, relevance, mm. right? Mm -hmm. It began by looking at um, what's going on around me that needs addressing, right? And uh, I mean, um, yeah, you have to you have to know where you stand and then you have to mm -hmm. kind of address things from there. 
And so that's maybe why comparison is the death of joy. And it's like a silly thing to do to compare because mm. you those aren't even your constraints. So it very much was about looking at kind of like, well, what's my situation? You know, who who have I been? Who's in need around me? How can I address that? And so that's how I found my way towards, um, you know, studying for music therapy. And mm -hmm. that's how I found my way back to doing music at all. Um, can I um, yeah. be a bit presumptuous and kind of like, obviously, I don't know your life like, you know, your life. Um, mm -hmm. But I think something that's interesting for me as an out like as a friend is to kind of know that because you've seen music therapy with your special needs daughter like I am I right in assuming that that was definitely a catalyst for the desire to pursue that yeah 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 it absolutely is um but you know it it it's like it's that and everything like it all tied in together right and um, because like she has gone to music therapy and you know, she doesn't have the ability to verbalize properly and um, mm -hmm. say words essentially and have sentences. Um, and it, as you know, I've also personally just um, suffered from dysphonia, right? So there seems to be this theme in my life uh, to do with an inability to communicate. And it's like, it's mm -hmm. what we're getting involved in here. I, and I, I almost don't want to write a melody unless it comes from the speech to song illusion, right? It's like, everything seems to be tying together like i say, i'm looking for what's relevant mm -hmm. um and it all seems to be focused around a need or an inability to communicate and so like mm. um you know my daughter was a yeah well she was the driving catalyst towards that notion but um i mean there are mm -hmm. there are more things um i, I mean it, again it's just even like you know in my family we have um a multicultural family and mm -hmm. I didn't anticipate the differences between we uh, we have you know, an English and a Japanese family, and I didn't yeah. even anticipate the differences in our cultures, um, mm -hmm. or didn't understand them well enough until we were married, and so mm -hmm. I'm there, always thinking about the bridging the gap between what we mean, what we believe, and what we're communicating, how we're understood, and how we fail to communicate, mm -hmm. and how we fail to be un uh, misunderstood, and so. It's it scales at every point. And that's what I mean. Mm -hmm. I'm really glad you asked that because I wasn't articulating well enough, mm -hmm. but that's exactly yeah. right. When I was saying to myself, w where's the relevance? And it is, I mean, look, uh, it, this isn't my fault as you know, but like, um, you know, Jordan Peterson was like huge with this message a few years ago. Um, mm -hmm. And it was very much like, go towards your responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so like all of these issues to do with communication, I, I could just stay in retail and have mm -hmm. all of these issues kind of just devour our lives mm. you know but instead it was like well let's go right towards them you know and mm -hmm. and that's just the the way that i try to approach music as well you know yeah. i think that's so interesting and again i'm gonna kind of maybe conjecture mm -hmm. here about your life so please correct me if i'm not saying something that actually hits home for you but um something that I kind of got from what you're saying is that like I like what you said about this running towards your responsibility but that how you kind of found your purpose in life was first to who you are to the people in your life and mm -hmm. that from that place from pursuing the interests of your mind or the betterment of your 
family of your of your um of the community around you of people mm. is how you found a career purpose and i i think that and again please correct me if that doesn't hit home for you um but yeah is that kind of around no yeah line? yeah you're right on track right now it's a, okay. it's 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 a really nice experience like to hear someone okay. say it that um correctly um well i think what's so amazing about that is that we oftentimes create our goals alone and think of ourselves as these independent we have a very individualist culture like both england mm -hmm. and the u.s mm -hmm. like we we definitely have this individually minded especially individual career minded goals and while there's nothing that's innately wrong with that i think sometimes we make those goals not knowing ourselves well enough and knowing how we want to be in the community I know that that's something that for me, being someone who moved countries because I didn't, I, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I love like my family and my friends back home, but I just didn't see myself living my fullest life there. And mm -hmm. I knew that for me, I wanted to be in a place where I, I felt like I had momentum, like, and, and in Kansas, I just didn't really feel that. And when I moved here, like, it, it, it becomes a whole new knowing myself and knowing mm. how I want to be to the people around me or who even is that. But as I've kind of discovered, well, like, I, I want, like, I always want to approach people with, like, a kindness and an understanding and an ability to communicate, um, and to seem like a grounded person to people. Like, I'm, I'm starting to feel find more of my strengths and more of my purpose um and I guess like something for me right now is like just trying to marry that to the goals that I have and to really evaluate myself and I think that that's any of the goals that I've made that have been people focused I've not found as much disappointment because if my goal is to be a kind and loving person to the people in my life and to people that I meet it's a really easy goal to to complete and there is a lot more value to be found in it than purely a career goal yes um well yeah uh, so now the thing is that now and again i don't have religion mm -hmm. but it's, it's like we're starting to talk quasi-religiously again mm -hmm. because then we look at a different hierarchy of um hopes mm -hmm. and goals i suppose um because they're they're the one they're the goals that we kind of have reinforced in our culture which is like you again like we do, well, you need to make a lot of money or mm -hmm. you know, nowadays with social media it's like you need to be as famous the most famous member of your class or, <laughs> right like it's not yeah. even like famous on mtv now right but it's like who's got the most likes and all of this and um and it, you, there's any or own the nicest things like there's any number of ways to to list that out um but you're talking about higher goods and not goods as in products mm -hmm. but good things the good right because we know that being a good person and having virtues mm -hmm. is um 
it's 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 more to the good than like the commodities and and the achievements mm -hmm. right um and you talk about kindness and i guess you're you're i almost get the sense that you're saying that you needed to go into a place in your life a, a, a location where being that type of person and holding the type of values that you have is reinforced mm. um does that does that ring true at all yeah it does and i think part of those values were we're not just like how i treat people because obviously you can do that anywhere right um, but for me, one of those values or another reason why I moved and why I couldn't really find that in Kansas City was a value for me was to be able to connect with nature and to mm. be more outdoorsy. And um, while there is obviously nature in Kansas, like um, I was really drawn to like the rain and the woods of, of England. And I, I just, I felt mm. such a peace and there was this, I wanted to be a person who grounded myself in nature a lot. And that was a value that I had and a goal for my life. And, and that I saw playing out really well in a place like the UK. And obviously there are lots of layers to why I moved here, <laughs> but. Well, yeah, I, I imagine you didn't only come for a tree, but it's not, it's not I mean, nothing. I do have a tree you know? here though. I have a favorite tree in Hampstead Heath and I go and have picnics there as often as I can. But yeah, I didn't move just for a tree. That's amazing. <laughs> and, and birds in the garden as well, yes, of course. Yes, we have so many pigeons, so many pigeons and uh, our two favorites are Wilbert, who is a very plump individual, and Albert is his friend. They're they're the most often, and then we have some robins and magpies, and it's great bird watching here. But yeah, that's amazing. I think um, before I wanna, so um, how Peter and I have decided to structure these um, podcasts are mm. to talk about a subject. For the majority of the time and then do some sort of grounding exercise so whether that's this um speech to song like as in taking a bit of our voices or a voice of text and um, finding a melody out of it or to read a poem and discuss how it mm -hmm. impacts us or to read a script and be characters and imagine how uh their emotion or imagine like sorry realize our emotions through these characters Real, yeah. i like that yeah, yeah realize that's exactly right like the becoming uh -huh. of, yeah so yeah. um i have a poem here but before i do that i want to ask you any closing thoughts you have on the subject of disappointed hopes well i first to say that there seemed to be more to get out of the subject than i anticipated mm. um because i i feel that um there's a way that they have a place mm. like we would think of a disappointed hope as a thing that you just don't want in mm -hmm. life but mm -hmm. i'm seeing it now more as like well you have a picture of reality and um like the disappointed hopes serves a purpose inside mm -hmm. of it you know and um and in that way uh i would uh i would propose that we can have some gratitude mm. for our disappointed hopes mm. yeah as in i love that some gratitude for our disappointed hopes because 
<sighs> yeah. Well, how do you become the new you without a disappointed hope? It's very true. I think of like the big things that happened in my 20s that I didn't want to happen and massive, massive amounts of disappointed hopes and like because of all those disappointed hopes, I'm here now. I'm I'm hmm. living living a dream for myself right now and it never ceases to amaze me um but those yeah all those disappointing hopes i would never would have gotten here without them hmm. um yeah that's great well let's suppose i i know that we can't rabbit on about this forever <laughs> but let, let's suppose and i don't believe this like i don't have an ontology at all like i'm agnostic to everything mm -hmm. i suppose but like let's suppose that the universe has got a uh path for mm -hmm. you that's predestined right uh, uh, a way to be um mm -hmm. maybe everyone just had a little app in my computer go do do i need to turn off all apps oh, no, i'm not right. sure um fair play um so like the disappointed hopes would be necessary stops along that road mm -hmm. in order to get you where you're going yeah. right um, and so, so it's like the re, uh, the breaking down and restructuring, and then, like this extreme gratitude that you have for who you can be today, mm -hmm. is afforded by them. Um, right? It's like there's that parable. Uh, oh, you, that's terrible. Oh, maybe. Like, mm -hmm. do, you, do you know that one? Yeah. We don't have time. Oh, uh, we have so much more planned. Uh, there's a parable to this point that we might come back to. Mm -hmm. um, no, just point. go ahead and um, say the parable because I, I think it's I think it's worth it. Well, it's um, okay, cool. Oh, okay. Well, really, I can do this quickly because <laughs> I don't know it well, um, which is something to the effect of like a man and his son are on a road with the, you know, the horse and carriage and they're going down the road and then the son falls off and breaks his leg and everybody says, oh, you, oh, you must be so, so distraught. This is so terrible. He, you know, hurt his leg. And the man says, oh, maybe. And then like the next day wars declared and everyone's enlisted mm -hmm. and all the young men have to go off. But his son, um, can't and everyone says oh that's so wonderful um you know uh you must be so happy and the man says well maybe and well this pattern just keeps on going and going and flipping between it being bad news mm -hmm. or good news as far as everyone can see um but each step along the uh, story you might see as a disappointed hope and so the father just remains agnostic to whether events mm -hmm. that are coming up are good or bad yeah i love that and i i think that that's a really great headspace to be in um, and I think, uh, even to expand on that, cause that parable obviously has a really, it's a very uh, poignant, um, whole message, uh, but I think to expand upon that is to allowing yourself to feel the highs of the excitement and the happiness and the lows of the disappointment, but maybe your foundation of who you are and your idea of your abilities and your idea of like your self-worth just mm. trying as much as you can not to tie that to the goals and the hopes that you have because at the end of the day you are still a person you have still have all of your abilities and talents and whether they are being utilized in the way that you wanted them to or not they're still there and that foundation of who you are as a person is not determined by what happens necessarily in your life. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I feel like that's a really good segue into this poem. Um, Please. So this is, 
my favorite poet. Um, I actually got to meet him when I was in Japan, and his name is Tomihiro Hoshino. Uh, and this is a poem that is translated from the original Japanese. Um, and I want to tell you just a bit about this poet before um, we get into the poem, because I think it makes his poetry all that more powerful. But this is um, a man who is disabled. Um, he the only way that he like writes these poetry and also does these beautiful I mean uh, if you look up his work you can see it but I'm just going to show Peter on the screen right now but he does these oh, that is gorgeous lovely. gorgeous watercolors but he uses a paintbrush in his mouth to do these watercolors and these um, calligraphy because like I said he's disabled and can't um, can't obviously like type it out or draw it out so his poetry mm. is very grounding and that's something that I really like about it is it's short and it's very impactful for me so I like to keep that in my head when I read his poem but I'm obviously going to read the English uh, but uh, it starts I can stand because I'm supported I can hang over the cliff because I'm supported I can dream a dream un unseen tomorrow because I'm supported. My life is like walking on a tightrope. I'm living my life because I'm supported by you. So something that I, I've always really gotten from this poem is he is a, a religious man and is mm. a Christian. Oh, yeah. um, but if we wanted to take it outside of faith and, and a bit deeper, I think the idea of being s supported is more than just a God figure, but I think it is this grounding realization that there is more to you than what you do and you can take the risks. You can hope and dream because without fear, because all of that support and, and that, um, self-worth and meaning is not held mm. by what you do within your life yes um he seems to agree with yeah. our um <laughs> our ideas uh, like that's really i i hear it i think you're right i um i hear it tying up because i had this um listening to you i thought oh he he gets it he's talking about the universe holding mm -hmm. him right and then at the end, he said, because of you. And I thought, oh, no, I didn't get it. It's the love one. Like, and then you pointed out, no, stupid. You had it right the first <laughs> time. Right. So it was being silly. Like it very much is um, like I can take risks. Um, right. I'm hearing that. Mm -hmm. um, and that, you you know, you can have some faith in the course. And um, it feels like he's saying that that kind of thing of like wherever I fall is kind of part of my part of my journey mm -hmm. I, I believe mm -hmm. and that I mean look at this man's um constraints mm -hmm. and look at what he's done with it right for him to hold is it a paintbrush that he holds yeah. in his mouth yeah right to do calligraphy to write these poems mm -hmm. I have to think that the way that you use your body mm -hmm. and the words that you come up with they're connected they are absolutely connected mm -hmm. um don't ask me how but like we know this from like um cognitive science mm -hmm. and, and embodiment and things right what I'm 
the way that I'm moving my body affects the way that I'm thinking affects the way that I'm being. Mm-hmm. Um, no one is having his thinking processes because no one else is writing poems with a paintbrush in yeah. their mouth. And so um, the universe has supported him or God or what you like or, or fate or preordained or or maybe just random chance if that's your ontology. But like the things that are beyond our control, the, the constraints that will shape who we mm-hmm. are are going to create who we become as much as we do um, and that it will make us like singular and 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 unique mm-hmm. and and uh, yeah a, a unique instantiation of being yeah i think something as well as like it can also be about a love supporting you your like your partner your family like that that also does like a sense of support in a community whether it's a a, a family or a chosen family like that support Mm, also does mm. really tie us like even if someone isn't can't really believe in in a universe or an outside force supporting them like the idea of people supporting you as well and even on a base level just yourself and your foundations i think you can even find meaning within that but i i think that's right yeah but i do agree with you like there is something I, like, I mean, obviously, I'm someone who is a Christian. I believe in God and I believe in an outside force supporting. But I, I think that that feeling, even if it's just a, you know, even if I'm wrong about like a, an outside universe supporting me, like, I think just having that image can be so helpful to us as people going through the world that not all of our not all of our decisions are so weighty like (laughs) well and there's so much that you can't control for like there you didn't you can't control how you showed up at the party like Mm -hmm. you know what body you're going to get what family you're going to get which country you're going to be born in how other people are going to behave around you is in you know the next Mm -hmm. town over and there's so much that we can't control um and then um I mean, this idea that like everything that we're doing is independent of all of that um, or that we can control the repercussions of Mm -hmm. our actions is uh, probably very much mistaken. Mm -hmm. And so there does um, get to this point of like surrender to the wave, Mm -hmm. I suppose, is the way that I'm seeing it. Um, And, you know, I I, there's a there's a way to say this that sounds too kind of glib or it could be taken in a perverse way. so I want to open up this idea and then, but I'm not accepting mm-hmm. it, which is these stops along the road of things that happen, which are disappointed hopes. And maybe some of them are deeply tragic. They, it might be analogous to when we're children and uh, our parents tell us that it's time to go to bed or that we need to eat our vegetables or something else that's <laughs> just un- unthinkable, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Uh, and And the truth is that they are, making sure that we have had enough vitamins and that we are well rested enough. And, you know, it seems like some kind of cruel torture at that age, um, you know, to have to face the broccoli. (laughs) Um, And maybe there's some kind of cosmic version of that playing out Mm -hmm. in our disappointed hopes, right? Yeah. I mean, I I understand what you're saying. And like, it's it's a lot how we view it, isn't it? Like, and I I think the importance to like, and I think especially anything is very tragic or very big in our lives like Mm. 
to obviously grieve and to go through that process, but the with the hope to eventually get to a place where you can be at peace with something. And even if you don't believe that like, oh, it's making you a better person or anything, at least you can be in a place mm-hmm. of peace. Um, and I think that that can be definitely be a realistic goal for most people. So I want, I think that's true, of course. Um, but I noticed that like, I, I just spilled out my spill and then you were like, okay, right. Like, cause, cause I guess you're honoring my point and maybe it's a good one, but I'm almost not reaching to the point that you were making, which is you were saying clearly there before as well, that like this can of course be about, um, the love and trust that you find in another person. Mm. Um, and I guess like this, like as above, so below thing, it's like, why would it not be both? Like, that's what we do in our lives. We depend on other people as you depend on your friends or your mother when you're growing up or your, your, uh, your significant mm. other or, or whoever, uh, as we do. I mean, it has to be about both, doesn't yeah. it? It does. Yeah, that's how we live a well-rounded life, isn't it? Well, um, we are nearing the end of The Meaningfuls. Um, any any final words to our topic today or any final thoughts? Uh, yes. I, I At the risk of trying to sound wise or like I would know this or anything, I mean, this is my intuition on the subject, um, is when, when we have a disappointed hope, mm. let's keep our mind open because we really don't know. We have to know mm. a lot more about what the future holds and the rest of the universe and all the things that we can't factor in and calculate and it's, mm-hmm. it's too much to factor in. And so what looks like a real disappointing hope. I mean, maybe Wayne Rooney on the way to scoring that goal <laughs> for England that made me so depressed. Maybe a series of disappointed uh, hopes uh, led him to that particular mm-hmm. moment, uh, you know, so. So just hold in there and, yeah. and see what it means later. I agree. Yeah. And just remember that, you know, you and your foundation, who you are, is not determined by what you produce in your life. It's not about what you what you end up achieving. I think it's very much more centered in who you are to yourself and to people and that's what that's mm. what truly truly lasts um so on that note we are gonna finish up this podcast and we will see you all next week thank you for tuning in to the meaningfuls thank you very much take care everyone okay.